on demand. Hear news from Israel whenever you want. Khan Tel Aviv 2019, Khan's Eurovision magazine. Good evening. Welcome to Khan Tel Aviv 2019, Khan's Eurovision magazine. This is Nomi Segal with our special magazine ahead of the Eurovision contest that gets underway in just over two weeks' time at the Expo Tel Aviv. We're here with all that's interesting ahead of the contest. We'll also have a listen to some of the favored songs this year. Today, we'll speak with Sarai Tzuriel, who represented Israel at Eurovision more than 30 years ago, together with Moti Giladi and the song Yevo Yom, A Day Will Come. We'll hear from an avowed Turkish Eurovision fan who will explain the real reason Turkey withdrew from the contest. And we'll have a listen to the song that hopes to break Spain's 50-year dry spell in the contest. But first, a few Eurovision updates. After 20 years, the parrot is back, or more accurately, Jean-Paul Gaultier, the supreme French fashion designer who designed Dana International's feathered gown, as well as Madonna's mythological conical bra from the 1990s. He's expected to arrive in Israel in coming days to outfit both divas for the Eurovision in Tel Aviv. In other news, he's leading all the Eurovision betting charts and is marked as almost certain to win. But Duncan Lawrence, the Netherlands representative this year, could face disqualification. The Eurovision blog WeWeBlogs this week posted a video from nearly two years ago in which Lawrence is seen performing the song Arcade, the country's entry this year, at a student's event. According to the rules of the contest, all the songs in Eurovision must be new or at least never performed in public prior to September 2018. What we're hearing in the background is his performance of the song from the YouTube video. Sources in the contest production say Lawrence might be able to extract himself from the complication because the song had only 500 views and was not used for commercial purposes. We'll be following. Turkey is no doubt one of the most colorful participating countries in the history of Eurovision. For years, it was a bit of a strange musical bird until it sent the huge hit you hear in the background and won the contest 16 years ago. But six years ago, in a surprising and also disappointing move, Turkey decided to stop participating in the contest. 
Khan's Yuval Ganor spoke by phone to Istanbul with Hassan Hussein Yassar, an avid Eurovision fan from Turkey who, despite everything, continues to travel to the contest every year and will arrive in Tel Aviv in May. Ganor first asked him why Turkey dropped out of the contest. Well, according to the official statements made by TRT, uh, which is the Turkish national public broadcasters, TRT is not happy with the new voting system where 50% of points are from national juries. In addition, TRT also stated that they are not happy with the Big Five rule, which enables Germany, UK, France, Italy and Spain to qualify directly to the grand finals. However, on the other hand, there are some rumors which say that TRT is not willing to broadcast the show on prime time and also claims that the show is not sufficient in terms of Turkish values. Ganor asked if Turkey's adopting a more extreme Islamic outlook in recent years also played a role. We, we cannot say that it's extremely Islamistic, but uh, we can say that the, the, the um, approach of the TV channels are more conservative when you compare it to the beginning of the 20, uh, 21st century. How important was Eurovision in Turkey, Ganor asks. Well, Turkey first participated in the 70s, and it was a very important and popular music show. However, uh, due to the results we got during those years, uh, people lost their interest, and it became an old-fashioned show during the 90s. In 2003, one of the most popular Turkish pop singers competed with a full English-language song, which was the first time at that year, and we won the contest. After our victory, Eurovision became a very popular TV show, but now, uh, since we are not uh, in the contest anymore, we can say that the interest is not that much high. People are not, uh, people do not have any idea what's going on on Eurovision uh, for the last couple of years. So, if Turkey isn't participating, why travel to the contest every year, we wondered. In 2013, Turkey decided not to participate in the contest, which made us very unhappy, sad, and angry about the decision. However, then we got used to this uh, new circumstance, and uh, we understand that we are obsessed with the contest itself. We are we like the show, we like the songs itself, and uh, even though our country is not competing in the contest, we can still uh, support the, the popular songs. We can still support um, the songs that we like the most. Eurovision fan Hassan Hussein Yassar speaking from Istanbul to Yuval Ganor. It happened in 1969. Spain won the Eurovision contest for the second consecutive year, but it was also the last time it won, 50 years ago. It almost seems as if Spain has made an effort not to win again. In 1979, in Israel, they came close, but placed second after Hallelujah. Twenty years later, back in Jerusalem in 1999, Spain came in last. What will happen in Tel Aviv? This year, they are sending Miki with La Venda, not a last-place finisher, as you'll soon hear, but apparently not a song that will come in first, either. You be the judge. Te vendes porque te sobras Te pierdes porque hay camino Te digo hay otras cosas Te sales porque te quieres Te quieres tu mente en forma Te eliges porque hay camino 
la venda ya cayó. In the Eurovision preliminaries, she pulled ahead of Rita, Boaz Sharabi, Tzvika Pick, and Chaim Moshe, and then went on to represent Israel at Eurovision in Norway, where it just didn't click. Sarai Tzuriel, half of the duo Sarai Tzuriel and Moti Giladi, spoke to Yuval Ganor about what she remembers from the contest in Bergen, where Israel came in 19th in 1986 with the song, A Day Will Come. Tzuriel first recalled the surprising success in the preliminaries. It wasn't just surprising, it was absolute, and that was such a surprise, Tzuriel says. She says that she, along with everyone else, was sure that Rita would win. There wasn't a question. She says she also remembers being bowled over by Boaz's song, but that his staging, sitting in a chair, wouldn't work in those years. Despite the boost from the win, Tzuriel says... The duo were pretty much sunk by the entertainment media, which she said was against them from the get-go. Bitter that Rita should have won, that their song is no good, and that they're no good as singers. There was a consensus in the media, Tzuriel recalls. Asked if she keeps in touch with Moti Giladi, Tzuriel says that they meet only when they're interviewed here and there about Eurovision recollections. Ganor and Tzuriel talk about the Eurovision winner from that year, a singer from Belgium, Sandra Kim, who, Ganor reminds Suriel, turned out to have fudged her age and was, in fact, only 13 years old at the time. She was really only 13? That's true? I don't remember she was that young, Suriel says. She adds that she later met Kim and found her adorable with a great song, but thought at the time that the song that ended up placing second, Switzerland's entry, would win. So here is Sandra Kim of Belgium with the winning song from 1986, Jamais la vie. This Eurovision magazine, this is Nomi Segal, inviting you to listen to our daily broadcast on Conreca, the Con website, or the Con English Facebook page. Give us a like while you're there. Whoa.